Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Having trained more than 24,000 pets. Helping you and your fur babies thrive. Live in studio, it's Pet Talk Today with Will Bangura. Answering your pet behavior and training questions. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host and favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Good Saturday morning. It's January 30th. Thanks for tuning in and letting us be part of your Saturday morning. I'm Will Bangura, and you're listening to Pit Talk today on 1100 KFNX, where we talk about everything dog and cat and other pets each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some training and behavior help? Are you fed up with your pets just not listening? Well, Maybe you've got a bird that's bonkers, a rabbit with bad habits, or a temperamental turtle. It doesn't matter what the problem is. That's what we do here on Pet Talk Today. I'm here to help you deal with all of your pet behavior problems. Besides taking your calls and answering your pet behavior questions, we also, from time to time, have guests on the show to interview. And that's the case today. In a little bit, I'll be interviewing my special guest, Travis Hall, a member of the Army's Special Forces who not only served heroically in Iraq as a canine handler, but is a hero today with Second Chance Canine, a nonprofit organization that Travis founded. Second Chance Canine is in the business of saving dogs' lives and turning them into service dogs for other military veterans who desperately need them. Um, you're not going to want to miss this interview, and you won't want to miss Travis's story of his time in Iraq, as well as the story of Second Chance Canine. And how Travis is impacting, in a positive way, the lives of dogs at risk and veterans at risk as well. Uh, but right now, it's time for Pet Talk News. Well, as you're waiting to possibly get your COVID vaccination or... Maybe not. What's been said is that cats and dogs may need to get the COVID vaccine to curb the spread of the virus. Well, that's what a group of scientists are saying. Coronavirus can infect a wide range of domesticated animals. And experts have said that giving pets the jab is a precaution to reduce the risks of the virus spreading further. Experts from the University of Minnesota wrote in the journal Virulence that continued evolution of the virus in animals followed by transmission to humans poses a significant long-term risk to public health. They said it's not unthinkable that the vaccination of some domesticated animal species might be necessary to curb the spread of the infection. Dogs and cats can contract coronavirus. Evidence suggests that they may be able to pass it on to humans. Scientists say it makes sense to develop vaccines for pets for domesticated animals just as a precaution to reduce the risk. What we need to be as a human society we really need to be prepared for any eventuality when it comes to COVID, they say. Uh, they said they think the best way to do that is 
to indeed consider development of a vaccine for animals as well. Interestingly enough, the Russians have already started to develop a vaccine for pets, which there's very little information about. Kevin Tyler, editor-in-chief of Virulent, said cats are asymptomatic, but they are infected by it, and they can infect humans with it as well. The risk is that as long as there are these reservoirs, that it starts to pass as it did in the mink from animal to animal and then starts to evolve animal-specific strains. But then they spill back into the human population and you end up uh, with essentially a new virus, which is related, which causes the whole thing all over again. Hence, the vaccination of domesticated animals might be required to halt further virus evolution and spillback events. Yeah, that's that's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> well, the first dogs have arrived at the White House. Major and Champ Biden can officially call the White House home. President Biden's pair of pups moved into the executive mansion on Sunday. Photos provided by the White House showed the German Shepherds looking comfy in their new digs with one waving a tongue while playfully prancing around the South Lawn. In another snapshot, Dr. Jill Biden is seen giving some TLC to one of the family's canine companions. Major, the Biden's newest German Shepherd, is making history as the first shelter rescue dog to reside in the White House. The president and first lady adopted him from the Delaware Humane Society in 2018. The Biden's two pooches have amassed a loyal fan following after the four-year absence of a furry first family member at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue as former President Trump was the first commander-in-chief in a century not to own a dog. Really? Huh. I thought his lapdog went to Mar-a-Lago just the other day. Wasn't that what happened with Kevin McCarthy? Well, you know what? Let's go ahead and, and let's go ahead and take a break anyway. I'm your host, Will Bangura, and you're listening to Pet Talk today on 1100KFNX. When we come back, you won't want to miss this interview. They're doing amazing things with service dogs and veterans. We'll be right back after these messages. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls. It's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of... Welcome back. I'm Will Bangura, and you are listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX, where I take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Thanks for tuning in. This particular week, we're actually going to be speaking with Travis Hall, a member of the Elite Special Forces team and also the founder and executive director of the nonprofit organization Second Chance Canine. I'm very honored to have as my very special guest, Travis Hall. Travis, welcome to Pet Talk today. Hey, man. Thank you so much. Hey, first, let me say thank you for your service and your 
personal sacrifices that you've made for all of us, you know, here in the United States. I think too often we take for granted uh, the liberties uh, and the freedom that we have, and it's only because of honorable men like yourself. So thank you for that. Oh man, I, you know what? I, I appreciate it, and thank you for saying that. But you did me uh, a huge honor uh, just letting me do it. Um, I was Peter Pan for 18 years as a Green Beret, and uh, it was my honor and my privilege to uh, to be able to do that. Um, there's very few people that can can claim the title Green Beret, and I, and I I feel proud to be one of the guys that that can. And I'm honored to have you here on the show. Um, now, you were a canine handler, um, is that correct? Yeah, so so I was one of the first 12 uh, canine handlers in, in uh, Special Forces, uh, and specifically 5th Group. Um, the way it works in uh, Special Forces is because our dogs are so specialized and what we do is so specialized. Um, while I'm a, by trade an 18 Delta or a Special Forces medic, uh, what I what I was able to do was uh, stay on a team longer by being a dog handler, and so I jumped on that opportunity, and it ended up taking my dog to Iraq four times while doing that. Wow, what were some of the things that you encountered uh, when you were there? You know, as a canine handler. Uh, in Iraq, it was interesting. It was uh, a mix of people that were terrified of dogs versus you know, uh, you know, like some. Some people would, were like pretty open to uh, to experiencing it. My dog was a uh, bomb bite and tracking dog, so he was a triple threat dog. Um, he was able to find bombs that were either in houses, vehicles, things like that that were trying to uh, injure our, our my fellow Green Berets or you know the support staff. He was able to track people um, and uh, able to like if someone left a uh, a print or a, a sense sent a pad somewhere we could kind of follow that guy and see where he was kind of trying to hide out as well as he was an apprehension dog. So he was, he was trained to, you know, go in the house first and be, you know, kind of the lead the way as we would charge into houses looking for, you know, really terrible people that were doing terrible things to people. And uh, he was good at it. (laughs) I mean, he was a great dog. You know, he was, he was so awesome at his job. He thrived on it. You know, he, he himself, I feel like if he was a person, he would have been a Green Beret. So oftentimes the the canine, the dog, is heading in, going into danger first. Isn't that right? Yeah. Um, it was a love-hate relationship for me to throw my dog into danger Absolutely. Uh, first. I, I loved it in that uh, he was able to, you know, and there has been, there have been several situations where the, the canine would sacrifice their lives for us. Yeah. Um, and, and it saves American and soldier lives. And so it was a little bit of a love hate for me. Um, I knew I was always put, putting him and myself in harm's way. Well, and, that's just and, it. What I was going to say is, and, and how far behind the dog are you? Uh, at max 30 feet. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, you know, so, um, that, that's like, uh, uh, that, that, that was my, that, you know, he could go off leash really far, but I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable leaving him out to dry that far. So most times I wasn't real far behind him. You know, so when he was pen- when he was going into the penetrating a house or going into a door, I was pretty right behind him most times. Uh, it, he would he's a lot faster than I am, so he would he would get through the house a lot quicker than I am. Uh, his senses were so much more in tune that he could blow past things that he knew were safe that I wouldn't know were safe, and so I would slow down and check things, and and he would uh, he would go straight for the bad guys. You know, so I was never far from him. 
It's fascinating. And I, and I think that's something that, you know, a lot of us don't think about. You know, we, we think about the dangers, um, and, and especially, you know, with the war on terrorism. And, and we think about, uh, you know, elite forces going in. But how many times do we think about, okay, of that elite force going in, uh, there's a canine and there's a canine handler. And oftentimes they're going in first. They're the ones that are really in the biggest danger. I mean, yeah, that, that, that was the job, you know, and, and my, 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 my buddies and my, my teammates, you know, they were never far behind me. So I was never doing it by myself. It's Absolutely. always very much a, a team effort, you know, like there, there's a group of us, um, that would do this together, you know, and, 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 you know, Bear or his, his real, his, his, uh, common name was Ferris. Um, but and that, that's your dog. Ferris. That's your dog. Yeah, right? that's, yeah. That's my dog. Yeah. His common name was Ferris, like iron in Latin, but we called him Bear. Um, and Bear was always, you know, he was always 100% willing to lead that charge. You know, he was always 100% to say, you know, pick me, I'll go first kind of thing. Now, in your group, in your team, were you the only uh, dog and canine team? I mean, yeah, so handler and canine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's one per per. Uh, we had like uh, I think when we finally got our full full potential, we were at twelve dogs uh, in the in the full on unit. But yeah, you, when you're a canine handler, you're by yourself. You're the one canine handler. Got it. Got it. And what kind of dog was Bear? Bear was a little bit of a mix. He was. Uh, probably 75-80% Malinois, Belgian Malinois, and he was a little bit German Shepherd. Um, the breeder over overseas that bred him, he, he was actually pretty smart on it, and I've kind of like researched and looked into things as, as I'm out of the dog handling world now and doing it more on the civilian side, um, and I really appreciate the, the little bit, the lot of Malinois and the little bit of German Shepherd. Um, they have a ton of drive, but they also have a pretty solid head on them without the medical problems that some of the German shepherds face. That That's interesting. Um, you know, as someone that has owned both breeds, um, uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Malinois are wide open. Sure, sure. <laughs> like fully wide open. Um, full throttle. Great when you're, yeah, full <laughs> throttle. When you're doing like apprehension work and, right. and that dog's one job is to, to bite people, uh, and that, and that's awesome for that. Um, Bear had several jobs, you know, like his job was to kind of get level headed and track people. His job was to, you know, to do some intense searches. And so that little bit of German Shepherd just kind of like, it gave him like a little bit of a, a thinking man's game instead of so much like, uh, rushing in and kind of, you know, jumping into it. Sure. That, that makes a lot of sense. Now, was that done by design? Is that what you're saying? That, that particular. Breeder. I don't. I, I don't know because I never met the breeder himself. Like we would, we would, uh, we would go through a subcontractor who brings them to the states for us, and the military uh, purchases them. So I never met the actual breeder, but uh, just from interviews with the, the people that brought him over and uh, my own research, I've kind of I've figured out that that that's his lineage. You know, like that's his line. Uh, we we did have access to to who his who his who's. Uh, family mutts, you know, so it made it easy for me to kind of research about where he came from and what, what, what led him to breed them that way. Sure. Now, was Bear the only dog that, uh, you had as a handler the whole time that, uh, you I, were? He was my only dog I deployed with. He oh. was my third dog, um, in a string of dogs to get to deployment level. Okay. Um, 
so we're we're trying so hard to do these specialized dogs. Having a dog that does three tasks like that mm-hmm. is rare. Is very rare. Exactly. Uh, most yeah. dogs are either most dogs are either apprehension. Some dogs are single. You know, they call it single purpose, mm-hmm. where they're they're bomb dogs or or drug dogs. Um, to have a dog that could do those three tasks and to do them so well, it's a rare dog. Just like Green Berets, you know, the song says. Uh, a 100 will test today, but only three will win the Green Beret. Mm. Um, it's the same with Bear. You know, he was a Green Beret, and uh, it took me several dogs um, of trials to see if they would make the cut in order to find him. Yeah, that, that's tough. What, what's some of the most difficult things for uh, the dogs to have to be able to do, have to pass to make the cut where – uh, some of the dogs are, are washouts. What what are some of those things that, that an average civilian might not know about? Um, just the level-headedness of uh, being able to transition from fast roping out of a helicopter to jumping out of an airplane, um, the ability to not destroy their own guys. You know, I took a lot of time with my fellow Green Berets, and we do a lot of training where that bear, you know, he got to know their smells and he got to know their their uh, their look per se, you know, and, and so he, when he did go in a house, if someone was coming from, say, a different direction, he just didn't, you know, nuke that guy because it was a body in front of him. Um, that's one of the harder things to do is because when they go into that fight mode, man, they just want to fight. You know, they're looking for that fight. And so to have a dog that was level-headed enough to say, oh, that's not the guy I want to fight, you know, and go for someone else, is it's pretty rare. Yeah. What's it like to rope out of a helicopter with uh, with, with a dog <laughs> attached to you? <laughs> Luckily, Bear was pretty level-headed. Um, I roped out a bunch of times, and uh, he, uh, you know, we'd always muzzle them, you know, just for safety and stuff like that. Sure. But uh, he he would just be super cool with it. You know, he'd look at me, and he had enough trust built in me that if I was asking him to do it, that uh, that it was good. You know, like that I was going to protect him and take care of him. Uh, he flew a lot. We did a lot of what, uh, you know, like where you get in a helicopter and you fly off to a mission. So he was really, he was pretty level-headed about that as well. Um, he, he, he actually kind of got to enjoy it. You know, like I, I could see the smile, the Malinois smile on his face when we, you know, like the helicopter would come. He knew we were going to get bad guys. Yeah, I'm get, going to get, he, going to get a bite. Yeah, yeah he'd, be ju- he'd be just, just as juiced up as we were, you know. Sure. He, he was pretty funny. Sure. We had a little, uh, we had a little uh, ritual when we were overseas, especially us guys, you know, like uh-huh. we're very habitual people. And uh, so we play like some pretty uh, loud and hard music while we were call- while we were putting our, our equipment on and stuff like that. And uh, in the te- in the team. And uh, so Bear-, Bear would start drooling, you know, when I turn that music on or when one of the guys would turn that Have music on. dog instead of the bell. Yeah. We, we got the hard rock, huh? Yeah, yeah. So I would start putting my kit on and he knew his was next. And he knew any time we were putting our kit on, we were going to work. And that dog... He truly enjoyed working. Like that was his passion. Yeah. Um, so it was pretty fun. In fact, so much so that when he retired to me, uh, some music came on. <laughs> One time uh, when my wife was was with us, and some some hard rock came on, and Bear started drooling, and she couldn't figure out why that he was so antsy and he was drooling all over the place. It was pretty funny. Wow, that is a funny story. How long was that after uh, he had retired? When when that happened. Uh, it was fairly fairly recently after okay. he retired. He's he's gone now. He passed a few years ago of old age. But uh, um, it was it was uh, it wasn't too. It was probably about six months after he retired. Okay, and 
God, you know, that type of situation, you know, it's one thing, you know, we know, we hear about, uh, the camarad, camaraderie amongst your other team members, okay, uh, in, in special forces, uh, other Green Berets, you know, because of, hey, having to depend on one another in, in time of high stress and battle, but what it must be like, that bond, uh, that you had with Bear. Oh. Oh, uh, it was, it was, I mean, he was my best friend. Like, um, my brother's my best friend, but Bear was my, was my best friend. You know, like, um, uh, Bear was my everything. He was, he was, he was my thick and thin. He was my, he, he, both on active duty and in retirement. Um, that dog was, was my everything. He was there for me 100% of the time. Uh, so much so that I feel like I might have let him down a few times, you know, like having to do army stuff or, or deployments, you know, and, and him feeling left behind when he was retired, you know, but he was my absolute, my absolute best friend in the world. My, my, my brother, my, my, my go, if I, you know, I would have had him as my best man in the wedding. If I could have, you know, like, um, yeah. he, he was that, he was yeah. that much uh, to me, you know, like that's, that's where that dog was to me. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and he did a lot in terms of not only protecting you each and every day, but, but comforting you too, even oh, after yeah. you in, came back. In, yeah. In retirement, that's, I just, you know, I, I just didn't realize how much I relied on him, uh, even after, even, even during and, and after in the wars. And when you share that bond with, with something like that or with him, you know, it, it, it's an intense bond that, you know, um, I can't even like I, I it's it's a different bond. I have a pretty strong bond with a lot of my brothers that I deployed with, but to have the bond that I have with him when that he he absolutely saved my life. Um he absolutely saved my my brothers to my left and my right lives. Um he was one hundred percent uh into he just he was there for me. You hey know? Travis and, and, we're gonna talk yep. more about this and how he inspired you with Second Chance Canine, but we've gotta take a break, uh, so cool. we can go to the news, but don't go anywhere. Please hang on the line because we wanna talk about Second Chance Canine and what Travis has done to help veterans training service dogs. We'll be back in just a little bit. Sounds great. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls, it's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. I am Will Bangura, and you're listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX, where we take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Today, we're actually speaking with Travis Hall, Green Beret, member of the Elite Special Forces team, and talking about him and his canine 
dog bear. They did uh, four tours in Iraq, um, but also Travis is the founder and executive director of the nonprofit organization Second Chance Canine. And before we went to news, we were talking, Travis, about the bond uh, that you and Bear had. Um, you know, we talked about how it's one thing where you have this incredible bond uh, with your other special forces uh, team members uh, when you go into battle, when you go into combat. But um, that amazing bond that you had uh, with Bear. Um, but there was a point in time where you guys ended up having to separate from one another. Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah. So when I, uh, I, 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 I exited active duty and, uh, and went, uh, contractor and went, uh, National Guardsman. And so when I did that, Bear was still fairly young and he, uh, he wasn't able to, uh, he wasn't able to retire with me at that time. And so there was, there was real fear in my part that I would never see him again. And so, uh, fast forward, you know, I get out and, uh, I don't see bear for about six months. And then at, at that time, like I, uh, I get a call when I'm home off one of my trips and, uh, it's the kennel master and they, they'd asked me to come take a look at him because he was having some problems and he was showing some problems. Well, you know, long story short, I go look at the dog. He's just kind of in bad shape. Um, and it's because he just wouldn't transition, you know, like he and I, uh, had done trips together and. And I don't know if it's something that I had done or something that we had done together, but he just wouldn't transition to another handler. And, uh, and so they, they called me in and they wanted to see if, if, if it was everybody, if maybe the dog was suffering from PTSD or if it was just because it wasn't me. And, you know, long story short, I go down there and check on him and, it, and he's excited. He's so excited to see me. Um, he's jumping, he's crazy. Uh, whereas other people walk by and he's, like attacking the bars, you know, and attacking his kennel and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm a civilian now, but so I, I pull bear out. We, we spend some time together. I, I, I clean him up and uh, help the guys out of the kennel because they're having such a hard time. You know, this is a dog that if you go to his kennel and try to take him out, he's bit three people, you know, unintentional, but, um, you know, not bites that they wanted at this time. So yeah. we, we clean him up. We, we hang out for the day. I get him, get some food in his belly. He actually eats. He's so excited. And, uh, the day ends, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of devastated because I'm like, oh, I got to leave my dog again, you know? And so it kind of reopened that wound, um, to, for me, I'm sure for him as well. Um, and then the next day, you know, I get a call if I could come down again. And, uh, my, the kennel master is a friend of mine. And so I go in this time. My wife comes with me, uh, just cause I was off, you know, we were both off and we're looking at bear. We're kind of, cleaning them up and hanging out with them and stuff. And the kennel master hands me like this packet and a leash. And he says, take your dog. Just don't, don't screw me over, you know, fill this packet out. So <laughs> I grab him, you know, like I hook him up to the leash and I don't let them change their minds. And we go load up in the truck and we're out, you know, like, and it's funny cause I, I'll, I'll never forget as we're doing this, as we're, we're leading, you know, and, and, and we're retreating from, we're escaping basically from this kennel. He's looking back at the kennel and looking at me with like a confused look on his face. Like, did you just break me out of jail? You know, kind of thing, you know, and he's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Hey, and he's like, go, go, go. You know, he's like telling me to step on the gas, you know, <laughs> um, and get, and just get moving, you know? And so the cool thing was, uh, what my wife and I had already had this talk, you know, when I was ETSing that if, if, I, if, the, if the opportunity ever were to come up, that I was 100% ready to take care, you know? And so 
we'd already had this talk, you know, we were already prepared for it. Um, and we, and we were going to 100% do it should it happen. And, and it, and it did luckily for me, it happened, uh, which I'm super thankful for. And, uh, and, and it changed my life. Yeah. That was a life changing event for you. Tell, tell us, tell us how and, and what the rest of the story is. Well, and so that, that having that dog, you know, like not having a dog for the first time in three years for that six months was hard. It was, it was, it was one of those things that I wasn't prepared for, you know, and, and, and not having somebody that could be by my side 24 seven and, and understand and just be that, those, that, that, that listener, that, you know, that work buddy, that everything, you know, having him with me 24 seven was what kept me going. You know, it kept, it kept, it kept the demons at bay. It kept, you know, kept everything, you know, it kept everything kind of in check. And, uh, and then losing him kind of, kind of spiraled a little bit. You know, there was a lot of problems and stuff like that. I was lashing out, um, uh, you know, just normal, normal, uh, angry behavior for a loss, you know, and then, uh, getting him back kind of set me back on track. And, and uh, you had mentioned earlier that, you know, PTSD and, and bear and, and bear was suffering PTSD. Uh, I, I think so. You know, um, I'm no uh, dog psychologist, but I feel like he, you know, he went through enough and he had, did an, had done enough for us, you know, as, as a nation that he, that he had some PTSD sure. um, and that, and that he was going through the same losses that I was going through. I was, while he was my support structure, I was his support structure. And, and so without me, he was uh, doing the same thing. He was lashing out. He was, he was, you know, upset and he, at the world basically, you know, and, and he wanted, he needed that. He needed that back, you know. So I'm happy that I could give it to him. Yeah. How does this end up? All these experiences and in, in you and Bear end up into Second Chance Canine. First of all, tell uh, us what Second Chance Canine is. So Second Chance Canine is a nonprofit that my wife and I started. Um, we had been giving, we've been rehabbing dogs. Like I have this thing for dogs, right? Like so. Uh, dogs are my medicine. And, uh, so I was finding these dogs in need because there is an overabundance of misunderstood Belgian Malinois, German Shepherds. Uh, there's a lot of movies out and stuff that, that glorify the dogs and that's great. But they, what they don't understand is there's thousands of hours of training in those dogs. And so people get them thinking that this puppy that's so cute is going to just be cute forever. And most times are not, if you don't give a, a Belgian or, a, you know, a high-drive German Shepherd a job, uh, you're destroying your home becomes their job, you know. And so I was finding these dogs that were either neglected, abused, uh, you know, maybe not even neglected or abused, just misunderstood. And I was kind of bringing them in uh, and fixing them, you know, behaviorally, and then giving them to my, my brother group guys, you know, like not as a service dog. But just giving them to them, guys that wanted a solid pet. Um, then one day, um, I had my dog, and I was training. Uh, I had a puppy that I was training, and she was actually the granddaughter of Bear, and I was training her to be my next service dog. You know, um, and a friend, a friend of ours uh, went through some some stuff, and he went through a program, and he needed a. He was looking for a service dog, and so they they we talked about it with some friends and. We decided to donate her as, as, as his service dog. Even though she was supposed to be my future service dog, I was willing to, my dog was still fairly healthy and I was willing to, you know, give him that dog and, 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 and let him have the same thing that I had. And from there, where did things go? 
So uh, that was the very first service dog that we donated. Um, then we kind of started doing it a little bit without the nonprofit. Um, but, you know, one day my wife and I sat down and we looked at a spreadsheet of what we've spent on, on dogs, and it was basically a college fund. And so we were yeah. like, hey, we've, we've really got to start a nonprofit to do this. If we, if we don't, we, can, we can't continue, you know. And so um, we, we started it well, about two years ago now, two and a half years ago. Um, we start, uh, yeah, two and a half years ago, we started Second Chance Canine as an official nonprofit, uh, 501c3, so that we could, uh, solicit help and ask people to help us. You know, this is, it's a, it's very much a village kind of thing. You know, like we need, you know, volunteers, we need monetary donations, we need equipment, you know, we need, we need training, you know, and so with all of that, um, it's kind of like blown up, you know, uh, first, nine months of the nonprofit I spent in Africa, you know, like wow. I was deployed to Africa. And so we didn't do a whole lot with it then. Mm-hmm. But the crazy thing is while I was in Africa, a Belgian Malinois was, was presented as a rescue to me. So I rescued, you know, I'm over in Africa, you know, fighting the war on terror. And I, and I find this Belgian Malinois and you, you know, it's, it's typical, uh, you know, like dogs and Travis stuff, you know, Hey, Travis, so I've got to go ahead and, and go to break, uh, to commercial break to hear from our yep. sponsors, but, uh, we want to talk more on the other side of that break. Before we do that, what's the website, uh, address if people want to check out Second Chance Canine? Yeah, it's, uh, secondchancecanine.com is our, is our website. And is there a dash between the K and the nine? Nope, just secondchancecanine.com. Secondchancecanine.com. Check that out. Donate to them. They need your help. We'll be back right after this break. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls. It's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Mangura. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. I am Will Bangura, and you are listening to Pet Talk today on 1100 KFNX, where I take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Today, we're doing something a little bit special. We are interviewing Travis Hall. Travis is my special guest, uh, former Special Forces Green Beret canine handler. Uh, we've been talking about uh, his experiences in Iraq as a canine handler, uh, with, uh, his dog bear, um, and what that was like and the bond, uh, that they had. And, you know, both of them saw lots of witnessed lots of shootings and, and lots of explosions. And, uh, then later on they were able to get back together. Um, and it was something that was a life changing event for, for both bear and for Travis, uh, Travis, um, we've got about 10 minutes left in the show and I want to be able to give you the opportunity to really 
share with our listeners and everyone, uh, capsulize what does Second Chance Canine do? Um, and, and, uh, what are your needs? Obviously a nonprofit organization, um, you need funds. Uh, it only goes as far as, uh, as you learn, uh, the money that, that you have. And, and you can also, uh, probably use other donations. Um, didn't you just recently uh, get some food donated to you? Yeah, we did. We got a, uh, basically a dog food sponsor. Uh, he's going to, uh, pay for, uh, all of our dog food for the next few six months or eight months or a year. Uh, we haven't really decided yet, but yeah, funds would be great. Uh, we, we, we want to build a facility. Um, uh, we want to, we want to grow. Um, what basically in a wrap up, what we do is we take, uh, a, a, a rescue dog and basically a rescue veteran and we recreate that team environment. Um, what, what my goal is, is all my guys have deployed with, with these dogs. They've deployed with these high drive dogs. And so, um, when they retire, they lose that team environment, right? Like all my guys are special forces or special operations, you know, like whether they're Navy SEALs, Green Berets, Rangers, mm-hmm. Air Force, uh, pararescue men and stuff. So when they retire, they kind of lose that team environment. And what I want to do, what I'm personally trying to do is recreate that environment for them, uh, by giving them a dog that they're familiar with, that they've been deployed with, uh, I'm, I'm absolutely trying to set them up for success and put them back into that safe and happy and healthy team environment. You know, like they have someone to rely on. They have their best buddy, you know, and, and I, man, we're, we're working on, we're making some adjustments to the website so that you guys can actually read, uh, some of the, some of the, some of the placements that we've done. It's, it's life changing. Um, give us that uh, web, give us your website address again, because people uh, can check out and see exactly, you know, what you do. And like you said, you're going to be adding some content to the site where uh, people can, uh, what are they going to be able to read about? The impact of, that these dogs have on our, on our, on our veterans lives. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Uh, uh, the website is second chance canine spelled out second chance spelled out and then K kilo nine.com um, second chance canine.com and uh, our YouTube is is got a lot on there as well I, I try to do some informative stuff I try to introduce you to the uh, to the rescue dogs uh, we try to keep our veterans a little more private just because they're from the special operations community Absolutely. but our dogs are definitely all over it um, so our YouTube page is just second chance canine uh, searched out on YouTube and uh, you know that's that's what we we're super proud of we uh we have a Patreon. If guys want to like search us on Patreon, that's a that's a way that I really enjoy uh, interacting with people because with Patreon, it's not just me asking for your your money constantly. I can actually give back to you as well. Like, do you have dog training tips that you need? Uh, I specialize in the high drive dogs, mm-hmm. um, like the, those military style dogs. So if you have one of those dogs and you maybe are struggling with something, uh, I, on Patreon, I can one hundred percent help you. We can post it up to the group so that everybody can kind of, you know, if you're having that problem, there's more than likely a high chance that other people are having that problem as well. And so um, those are just ways that I like to reach out and, and to try and help people. Um, but, yeah, man, we, we have big dreams. We want to build a facility so that we can have a retreat for our guys to come and do dog training with us. We want to rescue more dogs. You know, I'm only able to do two at a time right now just because of the constraints of, of, our, our, of our facility. So we want to. We want to buy a property where we can save up to 16 dogs at a time um, and and just keep growing this, you know, keep making this bigger and better. 
uh, that's the Green Beret way. You know, every time we go somewhere, we try to make it a better, better than when we left it, and that, and that's what we're trying to do. And people can donate uh, directly if they get on your site. Can they do that? Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a donate now button on the website if you guys want to jump on there and and post a donation. I super appreciate it. Um, so guys, I want to let me just say the name or give them again your web address. It's Second Chance Canine. You're going to spell out Second Chance. Then it's the letter K, the number nine dot com. Second yep, Chance Canine dot com, and they can. Not only donate, uh, money, but can they, do you have like a list of, um, like supplies or things that you need? Is, is there anything like that on there? We have Amazon Smiles. So if you want to, oh. if you want to send us supplies, we have Amazon Smiles. Uh, it's just second chance. If you just group search second chance canine on the Smiles, uh, app, you'll find it. I, I try to go on and update it as much as possible. Um, we're always looking for harnesses, uh, leashes, um, collars. Uh, kennels, uh, you know, like berry kennels and, and, and different kennels and stuff. We're always looking for that kind of stuff. Um, and, and this is all tax deductible, right? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, they can, they can write that off on, on their taxes. So, um, you'd be doing a lot of good. So yeah, go to Second Chance Canine. Again, spell that entire word out. Second Chance, no spaces. The letter K, the number nine dot com. And, uh, you'll be giving to, uh, an incredible organization that's doing, uh, incredible work. Um, real quick, Travis, we've got just a couple minutes. Can you share with us maybe a success story and, and what impact, uh, it had? Oh, absolutely. So, uh, recently we had, uh, a young Air Force veteran who's being, uh, retired. Um, and he was just struggling. You know, he was struggling with, kind of life, you know, post-military life. He was struggling with military life a little bit. He had done far more than he, uh, than, than he should have, you know, and he, he laid it all out there for us. And uh, I was reached out to by another organization to maybe possibly get him my dog. And he went from, you know, and I don't want to air his dirty laundry too much, but he went from having, you know, like a little bit of an alcohol problem and super – uh, reserved and, and not, uh, very approachable to now him and that dog are just crushing it at life. That dog goes everywhere with him. Uh, that dog is, is his dog now. You know, the cool thing is when I, when I kind of like rescue these dogs, I'm kind of dad, you know, at first, but then I find they're forever dad, you know, and so with, uh, with this pair, they're, they're out about again. They're they're doing things to get again. The, the relationship with his, his wife and his children have, has just, grown back to what it was before the deployments, you know, and, and so it's just this amazing uh, life changer, you know, and it gives the guys something to uh, to look forward to every day and it gives them, you know, a new lease, you know, it gives them their teammate, you know, they get their teammate back. Absolutely. Now, with with everything that you've done for, you know, all these other veterans and helping them with the dog, do you have a, do you currently have a dog? Do you have a new service dog? So I have my dog, which is the daughter of Bar of Bear. Her name is Barin. So every dog I get, I name Bear. Okay. Uh, whether it's in different form or fashion. So I have Bear. She's nine though, so she's getting ready to retire. And to yesterday, actually, I rescued a three-month-old Bel- Belgian Malinois, and his name is Kuma, which means Bear in Japanese. So he and he's actually sitting right at my feet now as I as I do this radio interview, little Kuma. And uh, he's been awesome. I've only had him for less than 24 hours, and he's just—he's super cool. He's—he's uh, he's gonna be probably 
my next service dog. Wow, that's fantastic. Um, we've got about two minutes left. Um, what what you want to tell our listeners that uh, uh, you need the most, and, and what can they do to help out Second Chance Canine? You know, for the most for us, it's just give us a follow on our social medias, on our YouTube. We really want to grow that stuff. Uh, if you you know, for the cost of a cup of coffee, you can be a patron for us, and I. That's that's where I, I want to see people go is page, Patreon. And they can find that link for Patreon um, by going to the Second Chance Canine website. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. And if not, it's on our Instagram. Our Instagram is just the same, Second Chance Canine. Um, but I really want to interact with you. I want to hear what you have to say. I want veterans to reach. We can't help them all. The ones that we can help, we, we want as big an impact in their lives as we can. Um, I'm not here just to take your money. I want, I want you to be a part of it. You know, like, I really want you to feel like you're getting buy-in from me in that, like, this is a big deal, you know? We've got to, we've got to change it. We've got to change the, the narrative for our veterans. We have to change the narrative to how we think and how they think. And instead of, you know, maybe, maybe a guy can get off the alcohol or get off, you know, whatever, whatever it is he's suffering through if we can create that team environment. Well, you are doing fantastic work and it has been, uh, an honor uh, to have you on today's show. Uh, folks, please visit secondchancecanine.com. Travis, thank you for being here. We're going to have you back on again, but we've got to go ahead and end the show today. I'm Will Bangura. Thanks for being here today. You're listening to Pet Talk today. Be sure to join us next Saturday right here on 1100 KFNX. We're going to be here from 9 to 10 a.m. Thanks for listening. We're out of here. News. Talk. Sports. The Pulse of Arizona. 1100 KFNX. Phoenix.